0: Colleen and Caleb specifically going through this you know, dramatic experience, you know, this like life-changing experience and to have a camera in your face, it's kind of, it's, you know, you're
1: asking a lot from someone. Welcome to Appalachian Startup, stories of new ideas that eventually became thriving businesses in areas that most would consider a bad investment. I'm J.D. Belcher and I started this podcast because I took the same path as a lot of these folks. I'm a former coal miner and now I make films through my own production company called JJN Multimedia. I wanted to hear others speak of their journey to not only give new beginners hope, but to help me grow as a fellow entrepreneur. Anthony and Nathan Green are two of the most talented storytellers I've had the pleasure of getting to know over this past year. And they are also co-founders of a Southern West Virginia film production company called The Folkway. They recently released their first full-length documentary project called Into the Well, a film about the first official year of the Rim to River Marathon, a 100-mile trail race taking place at America's newest national park, the New River Gorge. Prepare yourself. I love filmmaking, and we talk a lot about it. Enjoy.
0: Yeah, so the Folkway is a film production studio in uh, southern West Virginia. We're based out of the New River Gorge uh, in Fayette County, West Virginia. Um, And we do mostly uh, work in the uh, tourism and outdoors, um, food and beverage, um, and sports related. Um, Yeah, we just kind of like capturing culture. We do a lot of like high-end commercial and documentary work um, and trying to delve more and more into the documentary space and really uh, make that kind of our, our main
1: focus. Gotcha. you and Nathan are brothers. When did yep. y'all um, dive in and figure out, like, hey, I want to make videos when I grow up? Or has it not always been a thing?
2: Anthony's known since he was forever pretty much, as long as I can remember. I've been all over the place myself, but... Anthony's known since the longest, since I can remember. So, uh, what about you? Well, I yeah, I've,
0: I've I've known pretty much since I was a kid. I don't know, I can't think of a time like there's no real moment, you know. Like I guess kind of always like gravitated towards it. Um, my dad was a photographer. Um, I watched a lot of movies growing up. Uh, we had a lot of cameras around the house in terms of like DV tape or like uh, handy cams, uh, film cameras. Um, and then, yeah, I can't really point like a specific moment, but it's just, I've always, always gravitated towards that. And when I was really young, I thought I would be like a writer or something, but then like, uh, I kind of got self-conscious about that and then took up the visual, uh, aspect of it. And Nathan and I actually made one of, well, our first video together, we, we shot on an iPhone. Uh, I was like 16 or 17. Or something. I think it was like sixteen years old, and we shot an iPhone, and it was just like a. We watched a lot of like, um, like Nitro Circus or like Red Bull when we were growing up. So we did a lot, a lot of outdoor like outdoor recreation stuff. And um, you know, we were trying to make videos sort of like that. Our first one we did a a longboarding video, uh, where (laughs) Nathan's actually in the video, um, and um, it was just him riding a longboard through Fate Station Road. So it's like him cutting, cutting turns and like, we're trying to figure things out. We're just shooting it on an iPhone, uh, an iPhone 5C. And then, uh, the second video, we kind of took it to another level and, um, we, well, no, actually we shot another iPhone video, right? With the, that one is a little more like artistic driven, right? Like, Like Nathan wrote a script for it and he wrote the music for it. And then we, then I shot a lot of it. Um, just kind of like an exploration artistic video and then um, yeah it's like a
2: voiceover uh, just with waterfalls and just one of those esoteric type of videos I guess were kind of popular at the time it was like 10 years ago or something
1: right yeah so um, technology do you think how do you think technology has played a part in allowing you all to be able to start your thing and i know from my experience we was able to make pretty good stuff pretty early because of how cheap it was to get equipment that could do a good job so do you think that's affected you all in your your start in ways it it definitely has we
0: started you know like i said our first video was on an iphone and then uh from there uh, my first paid gig uh nathan helped on that one too a music video, a local music video, and um we shot on like a Canon Rebel and then from there um eventually we upgraded to like you know now to we're to the point we're using cinema cameras and you know the technology is advancing so fast in like I've noticed it because you know um when I was a kid we had the handy cams and now we have access to cinema cameras for like the same price. Like it's insane. And it's been a huge um a Huge aspect, you know, uh, you're able to get access to high quality 4K cinema quality content for a relatively
1: cheap price, you know, all considering, right? What would you say, like, do you both of you all kind of have the same skill set, or Nathan, what would you say is your favorite part of it?
2: Uh, I like the pre production side of like storyboarding things and trying to just flushing out ideas, and uh. And whenever, you know, putting like, putting this documentary together, just like kind of, uh, figuring out the plans and how we're going to execute them and just figuring out the shots and stuff beforehand is a pretty, pretty fun part as well.
1: Right. And the documentary Into the Whale, well, um, which I just spoke with Bryant, he came in right before you all and we kind of ran through the whole race about the, uh, 100 mile ultra marathon race that's new to the New River Gorge area. Um, how did you all come up with the idea of like, Hey, that's a cool idea. Here's my first full length doc. You know, it definitely wasn't when we first started,
0: even until post, it definitely wasn't something that we thought would be our first feature film. Uh, um, and a lot of the idea actually came from this very building and some of it from this very room actually. Um, and a lot of the planning and a lot of the, uh, creation of the film of the pre-production came from, from here. Um, but the idea kind of came from what, from me just scrolling through Insta- Instagram and I just kind of came across the Rim to River page and like, it was kind of like this new thing. Uh, they were going to have this race in the River Gorge. Um, this is like in, this is during lockdown. This is like July of June or July of 2020. Um, and I thought this would be really cool to like, and it was kind of just this idea in the back of my head. And I didn't really think it would be possible. Like, I didn't think like, I could actually any of us could actually do it. Um, but I just had like this idea of like, you know, what if we followed these runners, you know, as they run through the gorge, and, and you know they're running through the middle of the night, They're running through um, extreme conditions um, with sleep de- deprivation, the weather uh, and the actual physical aspect of moving your body for 100 miles. Um, without stopping, so it's kind of this idea that kind of um, started as a hype dream, and this this idea that I thought would never happen. And sometime around then was when Nathan and I really started taking the folkway seriously and like really like um wanting to really go. To make it to what we thought it could be. Um, And, you know, he kind of came on board. And we started thinking about it. And I just reached out to the Rim River page through, like, Instagram. And, you know, I talked with Bryant. And then getting to talk with him, it was like he was such a... um, His story, him and Laura and their family, was so just beautiful they're like they're just like a perfect like exactly what you would want when you're looking for a character for a film they're just they just forget the cameras there they they just like talk to you like you're a person um and they're just like really easy to talk to and they're just the nicest people you'll ever meet and they're just doing this incredible thing in the gorge And they literally lived like three minutes from me and i didn't even know who they were.
1: And they're doing this really awesome thing. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, early on in the process, what would you say the longest video you made before this was? Well, I was a DP
0: on a documentary. Um, is a cross-country documentary that we worked on for a nonprofit. Um, and it ended up being, we cut together a 45-minute film, and it ended up being like a 60-minute film in the end. Um, And I was credited as DP on that, but I did a lot of like on the ground directing in terms of like day-to-day stuff, but it wasn't like ended up being, you know, someone else's project. But, um, yeah, so that was probably the largest project beforehand. And that was a huge asset. It was a huge thing to have. Um, that was separate of the folk way. That was just something we kind of, uh, did when I was in school Mm -hmm. and, Um, that was definitely the largest one I had ever taken on before. And that provided a lot of experience and knowledge in terms of like creating a, um, a larger film.
1: And yeah, that was a huge, huge, huge project. And speaking about training, um, I know you went to Marshall university, Nathan, did you go to school or how are you trained?
2: I went to West Virginia uh, University and I uh, just changed my major a bunch of times and I ended up dropping out and becoming a raft guide and just kind of did, you know, outdoors things for a while and around that area. But I didn't actually start using a cinema camera until the film. I probably used, worked with the camera probably two weeks beforehand. So that was pretty exciting. I got some shots in the film too. So He's perfect.
0: He's a natural talent too because like, it's so annoying. Like Nathan, as my brother, is so annoying a lot of the time because he's just good at everything,
1: and it's really annoying. <laughs> he just picks it up, and he gets good at it. No, that's that's great, and I'm a dropout too, so we got two dropouts in here, Anthony. You got to tell us, how how did you go to college and finish? You know, that's a good question.
0: <laughs> um, I think for me, and we have a mutual friend, Tija, I think really having a professor like that and having some of the friends that I met in college is really what I was able to actually finish. Um, if it wasn't for my friends or like a mentor like that, I wouldn't, it would have been very difficult <laughs> um, to finish. And I had, I was fortunate enough and privileged enough to have scholarships, so I didn't really have to worry about the cost as much. Um, And if I had to pay for college, I, I would have been a dropout too, probably. <laughs>
1: Sure. No. I mean, and, and I envy the ability. I don't know how you feel, Nathan, but I envy the ability for someone to be able to be so dedicated and driven towards subjects that they don't even care about. Like, I don't know, you know, maybe you cared about every subject, but I know for me, it's hard for me to pay attention if I don't care about something, which is pretty much why I ended up dropping out. But, uh, I think it would help. In your all's instance, correct me if I'm wrong, but it built that network coming out of college to where you can just lean on people and call on people for different projects and stuff. Is that right? It definitely is. I mean, a lot of our
0: crew were were friends that I met in college. So, uh, Sam Madkins and Hunter Way were two of our cam ops during the race, and um, they were people that I went to college with and I met, and they became some of my best friends. So without them. You know, um, who knows if this would have even happened, you know, Um, it would have been a completely different if even if it did. So having, you know, uh, met those people. um, You know, some of my best friends in college have really been a huge asset in terms of like post-college. And that's something I tell like if I when I go and talk to people that are in college, it's like, you know, the most important thing you're going to get out of this is the people you meet. So (laughs) make friends with people uh, because it's not about the education, yeah, it's important, but like, you're gonna need these people once you leave.
1: Makes total sense. So, first day of filming, um, how did it work? Were both of you always on on location, or did you guys kind of split that up, or how'd that work, Nathan? Uh, for the documentary, yeah. Uh,
2: so we had we had it planned out. We had this whole sheet, um, broken down from zero to one hundred, and we'd have all the aid stations, and then we kind of walked out beforehand with the crew and kind of can explained some of the shots and got some shot ideas and kind of walked through the course and the, and the important parts that we wanted to get. And we had this all broken down in the sheet so we could, you know, we all had walkie talkies and we can kind of figure out there's six of us, six of us, seven of us total. And then there was, um, yeah, we were just all had it planned out to where we could break it down. And everyone is in the right place at the right time and just kind of flow with it. Some, some, mishaps came up but uh but somehow everything worked out the thing is like i was
0: a so for a long time i have been a photographer in the gorge um for a while i was doing a lot of the whitewater photography so i had to knew quite a bit about the trail system and nathan knew quite a bit about the trail system because he's he does a lot of rock climbing and trail uh you know mountain biking and stuff so we knew a lot of the trails and without having that knowledge beforehand it would have been it's extremely difficult to coordinate and figure out who needs to be where and when. And having a larger team like that was really helpful. We were able to like leapfrog, um, and just have people placed in certain places that we knew we wanted to, to capture.
1: Yeah, I'd I'd imagine logistically it, it'd be something different than anything you've really shot, just because it's such a long day. And figuring out like, okay, well, he, here's our main characters. Um, you know, where are they going to be at this time? And and figuring out stuff like that. Is that kind of how it was?
0: Yeah, we had a, we had um, some we had, we had some pace charts that we were working from that we kind of created ourselves and kind of based off of what uh, our runners were telling us. So um, we were kind of just guessing, like if they're running this pace, they'll be here at this time and then they'll be here at this time, right? And um, that quickly changed once we reached about the halfway point, but it was a great basis to have for the first 50-some miles. And um, our runners had kind of a pace that they uh, were hoping to run, so we kind of gauged it from there. But, yeah, logistically, it was very uh, challenging to figure out how we were going
1: to cover what we wanted to get, um, in terms of the race. Yeah, to, and it's ninety minutes. Uh, the final eight, it's ninety minutes. How much did you end up shooting to be able to cut from? Do you do you know exactly how many hours you ended up for the whole film? I'm not entirely sure. I mean, we have
0: a four terabyte hard drive of everything pre race and a four terabyte hard drive for just race. So I think overall i think nathan you might know a little bit about the i think
2: we threw it out in a time a timeline and it was about 24 hours of raw footage 24 hours mhm
1: very good and uh, did you did you uh shoot prores which is we're getting techie, but
2: yeah we shot pro
0: uh well yeah we mostly shot prores for the race um but we did we shot, shot a lot of b-roll as well like oh wow black, black okay. magic raw during that was mostly all uh pre-race stuff yeah or post race.
1: So that took a lot of a lot of space.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we had, you know, eight terabytes and then, you know, another eight terabytes backed up, so it was like
1: a lot. <laughs> right. Is there anything y'all missed that you wish you would have gotten?
2: Yes. Yeah. The Creek Crossing, Holly Ann.
1: Yeah, that was pretty.
0: So there's something in the film without knowing the film, um, it's hard to explain. But there's a point in the film where one of our characters have to cross a creek and it's pretty late in the race and it's pretty it's one of the lowest points that our characters are going through um and we we were actually in this very room asleep on a cardboard box for like 5 minutes because we thought we had a little bit more time because we had we were up for 36 hours like it was a 36 hour day shoot um and we rushed down there and we Ran to our. I ran down the Ace Beach, which is one of the eight stations at mile eighty-eight and a half. And Nathan ran down to the creek, which is just right up the trail from there. And we both just missed the eight station and the creek by like five minutes. <laughs> right. So it was a huge thing because, like, essentially, our our characters are at one of their lowest points, so they can barely walk at this point. Um, and emotionally, well as well, they're so drained. Um, because they're just like, they've been awake for like 20 hours, they've been moving, it's like 20 some degrees out, it's it's freezing cold, and they're sleep deprived, um, they're basically alone, you know, they have one person with them, in the middle of the woods, and it's completely pitch black around them, so it's an extremely, extremely, um, um, challenging part of the race, not to mention that one of our characters, she starts to develop some type of issue. So it's like, you know, very challenging for her. And to cross this creek, it's a huge moment because you basically have to submerge yourself in this freezing water and the freezing cold to to cross. You know, there's you can probably hop rocks, but it's pitch black and you can't move very well. So it's gonna be extremely difficult to do that. So that was one of those moments that we we wish we would have gotten. Um and then I found out later after the race that Ace Beach was one of her most uh, emotional moments as well. So we just missed that too. So it was like, right. It was just,
1: you had to be like, like, man, I wish I could have been there to catch you being very, very sad, you know, or, (laughs) you know, it's weird because you want to, you want to capture that emotion to let people know, like, this is like people are going through really not traumatic, but dramatic events that, you know, are important to, to tell in the story. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that's really challenging
0: to to do. But luckily Holly and Caleb were just incredible people to we were able to work with just the best people. Like just our on-screen talent were some of the best people. We couldn't have asked for better people. Holly and Caleb and Bryant and Laura were they're all extremely um, nice and just great people. And they're like the nicest people you you'll ever meet. So and Holly and Caleb specifically going through this yeah, you know, dramatic experience, you know, this like life changing experience. And to have a camera in your face, it's kind of it's you know, you're asking a lot from someone. But luckily they're they were just always the the best and they understood, you know. We worked with them beforehand and they kind of, you know, they knew like this was what was gonna happen and um and they were just the best about it. And we tried to respect their space whenever we felt like it was too
1: much, but we also knew we had to capture certain parts as well. Gotcha. So, uh, when did you know that you were done filming or did you kind of have to be done before you lost your mind? How did that kind of work? <laughs> like, did you know, like, okay, I have the ending I need, or like, I know when I'm approaching something, I'm always looking for a beginning and I'm always looking for an ending. Like, oh, that feels like it's right. You know, because, um, you know, as life goes, it doesn't stop if we're lucky. Um, and uh, you got to stop it for them, <laughs> if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, w- during the editing the p- process, we were putting it together, and we were trying to figure out, like, you know, this is after the race, so we're like just building the this, um, the project, the timeline. And I started talking with Bryant, one of our main characters, about what he's going on. You know, like what's going on with your life. You know, like how how are things how have things been. And you know he's talking about Adventure Appalachia and how they're, which is a nonprofit that him and his wife started, Laura. And um, and once they started talking about that, it just started getting into springtime, and you know it just kind of started to make sense that we wanted to extend our filming, not just to where the race was over, but like, you know, like what has changed six months from now when they're able to, act- Holly Ann and Caleb are actually uh, able to get up and walk again, and uh, when Brian and Laura now that the race is over and Adventure Appalachia is starting to take off, what does that look like? So, we kind of knew, like, once we hit that six-month mark after the race, like, that made the most sense. Like, six months later, um, let's see what these characters are up to. Holly and Caleb are just now, well, they're just now getting back to racing again, so they're about to start their next race. Uh, Bryant is getting ready for the spring and summer season at Ace and Adventure Appalachia is starting to take off and they're starting to take kids on trips. It all just kind of made sense. The leaves are starting to come
1: back, so it kind of just all, like, makes sense. Definitely. How do you all juggle, and either of you can take this, um, how do you juggle client work with, I hate to say, it's not work you want to do because you want to do client work, but... Uh, client work versus passion projects, how do you juggle those?
2: Kind of put Anthony on, uh, Anthony was editing the doc pretty much for most, the whole time, and I would edit some of the other client projects that we had going on. So I'm like, Anthony, we need to do this. You know, we had this going on, so we kind of, I would be kind of like managing that a little bit and like trying to push him to do the doc as well and or try to make it like, hey, I can do this if you just edit the doc because we got a deadline. You know, so it's kind of how how it worked out.
1: Right. And editing the doc, I mean, it sounds simple, but I know it's not. Um, and I know how crazy you can drive yourself. So, you know, 90 minutes, what is your first step? Do you transcribe things or do you kind of, kind of, you know, like I know for me, I use note cards and I'm like, well, this scene, this scene, this scene, that Kind of forms a story. Let's start there and edit a scene at a time. How do you start?
0: Yeah, so we started out um, mostly just organizing the footage. But then once you get past that point, um, we had note cards. Exactly. We had uh, sticky notes and then we had them color coded for each character. And we were just kind of going through like chronologically what happened and what we wanted to show in terms of like before the race and after the race and what made most sense for the story. So those post-it notes were like the very beginning of that. And then we started writing, we kind of started scripting it out a little bit. Um, I mean, obviously it's stuff we've already shot. So like, it's not like we're writing, you know, um, new things, but we're kind of thinking about what we have and just trying to get it down on a piece of paper of like, how is this going to play out? And then from there, um, Really, it just started with like, let me just start with Brian's interview, see what he says, and then just like, just try something, you know, and then just, you know, I found a song that I liked. I found some sound bites that I liked, you know, that kind of just shrunk the film down into like 60 seconds. Like, if I had to make a trailer, this is what it would be, you know, and it's just 60 seconds of like, you know, starting with Brian's interview. And then just using that as like a springboard for the rest of the film. So you made the trailer first. The trailer, yeah, the trailer was done before the film for sure. <laughs> um, but we actually started. At, we made a pitch video uh, before we even shot the race. Mm-hmm. Um, so we cut together a it was like a sixty second pitch video that we were going to use to get funding for the film. And uh, so we made like this video with just Bryant at the time because we didn't have Holly and Caleb then uh, of him just who he was, what his goal is, and then what the race is. And then just threw in some cool shots,
1: made it look as cool as we can, and we just like started pitching it to people. Awesome. And funding for the film, you know, not only for, you mentioned a seven-person crew, you know, things like that, but also, you know, you're freelancers. So, you know, Got to fund your time and figure out how to pay bills. How did you all do that? How did you approach finding people to be like, "Hey, I'm, so I'm making this documentary. Uh, hand me, you know, however X amount of dollars." Yeah, we had a um, that was that
0: was a learning curve. That was that was a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Um, very very, uh, very optimistic at the time. We were very we were extremely optimistic with time in terms of like the edit, in terms of um just a lot of things. We this was this is our first time doing it. Um and we did it for something we didn't even know would be a feature film. We thought it would be like 30 minutes and it ended up being, you know, 94 minutes. So it's like we were very optimistic and um but we knew like we knew there were people that were you know, would fund this. We, we knew it. We just didn't know necessarily how to do it. And we started doing some research and we basically just built a web page. and we create, we started with the pitch video and then we built a web page and we're like, Hey, this is what, this is what, you know, this film is going to be about. This is our main character. Um, and we had, we had met with Holly and Kayla, but like we hadn't had any videos or anything so we like in- introduced them and we kind of you know um just figured it out somehow <laughs> like and then we put you know you know we were going to do we knew we want to do sponsorships for the film like hey we were reaching out to these people that like we know you use this equipment you know you wear this vest when you run you wear this light when you run you're going to be running in the dark you know what's a company that makes lights what's a company that makes shoes that runners run in you know what's um obviously we're going to do ACE because ACE is the company that like is essentially hosting the, they're hosting the event. Um, so we kind of just, you just gotta, kind of, you know, start, especially with sports, makes it a little bit easier cause they're using a lot of, a lot of different equipment. And, um, that was just kind of the start. And we started with the race sponsors, like who was, who was sponsoring this race? Who's already a part of it, which is how we got endurance headquarters which is a fuel like it's like a nutrition so uh, so you put it in your water it's got electrolytes Oh, cool and then um ace obviously and then kogala which makes the light uh which is just this insanely powerful awesome trail running light and um we we um put together this webpage of our characters who we were people that we've worked with really talked ourselves up
1: you know right. and uh <laughs> and well, you should. Y'all are talented. I well, mean, you, I mean, know, you know, a lot of people lie, but you all aren't lying. So,
0: no, we definitely, we never <laughs> lied. No, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely don't ever want to lie. No, we didn't. No, you definitely don't want to do that, especially with expectations. You got to set expect, expectations. And right. we, were, we were very optimistic in terms of like delivering the final edit. <laughs> um, hey. Timing wise. Hey. Timing wise. Yeah. And um, in terms of like what the financial or whatever. They were going to give like we just like basically made up a number like <laughs> we didn't oh, really yeah. know we didn't really know yeah and then we found out later it's like oh we could have
1: should have should <laughs> have charged more <laughs> well, yeah, well you just you just never know and you think that it, well it's gonna take half the time it really is gonna take especially the time into worrying about it and the time in, that you're thinking about it I mean you're making pennies probably oh yeah like I mean when you add it up like it's there's so much that goes into it we're i mean we're so extremely grateful for
0: the the, the sponsors that we were able to get and cuz without them the you know the film wouldn't have been made cuz that's how we paid our crew mm-hmm. and we we really didn't make much of anything on the film really? but we got a product we got a film out of it you know what i mean that's the main thing like we have a feature film that we made you know so that's that's that was the goal that was the goal and we you know we we succeeded you know in some way in that goal
1: yeah, well, the the one I've made, uh, I, I mean, I didn't. I paid a ton of money to do it. it. I didn't even. So I'm I'm learning a lot as far as sponsorships. Just to break even would be absolutely amazing, and be able to make something that you want to make. So uh, yeah, hats off to you. It's that's awesome. So how different is the first draft from the final cut? Would you all say? three hours to an hour and a half. So you, you cut like an extended three hour version and it was like, all right, well let's whittle it down.
0: Yeah. We had a three hour cut of the film that was very, very rough. And like, I mean, I would never show anyone the three hour cut. It's not like the Snyder cut or whatever. It's not like, (laughs) right. I mean, it's just like a cut, like somewhere in here, there is a film that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And um, from there, That's kind of, you kind of just have to do it. Like, you can't just, you you know, like, I've, the editing process on this film was by far the most challenging thing I've ever done, like, professionally. Like, it's like, it was extremely challenging emotionally, mentally, and, like, you know, in a lot of ways. And, you know, eventually you just kind of, like, you just, when you have that hard deadline, like, you just got to do it, you know, and there's no other way. And, you, know, you just throw stuff on the timeline, even if it like doesn't make sense. If it's, uh, there's a lot of fluff, it doesn't matter. Like the song isn't perfect. The audio's all over the place. Like it doesn't matter. Like, you know, just having that three hour cut is something to work with. And then from there, just, you know, work,
1: working from there. Well, you can second guess yourself into depression. Like I've done, like, I'm just sitting there like, Oh my goodness. I don't even know how I'm going to watch this, much less make (laughs) decisions, you know? so uh, Yeah,
0: I definitely got that, like, a lot during the the edit. Like, er, on the earlier stages, it's so easy, especially when the timeline's, like, basically blank, you know? (laughs) Like, um, or you've only got, like, a couple scenes, and you realize, like, oh, like, I have so much more left to go. Like, it's a very... It's a very challenging, it's a very um, exhausting and overwhelming feeling. It's so easy to get overwhelmed. The, like the we were talking about Nathan and I were talking about um just working on the film and like the pre-production, planning it, the idea, all that, like that's all the fun stuff. Shooting it, that's all the fun stuff. Yeah, it was hard. I mean, we stayed up for 36 hours, got no sleep. And we had to plan everything and figure it all out. And yeah, it was super challenging. Like we were out in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night in like 20, to 30 degree weather, you know, hopping rocks, running with camera gear. Like it was very like, um, hard. And we're like telling other people to go do it too, you know? And it was very hard, but it was still like fun in the same way. Cause you know, like, you know, it's going to be special. Like you know, it's going to be awesome. Then when you get to the edit, it's like, that's when you start to work. Like That's when it comes to like, okay, now we actually have to make something out of this. The play play is over with. It's time to like make something. And it's very
1: overwhelming. Um, it can be at least um, sure. a lot of the time. Oh, 100%. Um, did you all have anyone like you brought in as like an assistant editor that would just watch it and be like, well maybe we could change this. Or did you all just trust yourselves to just, I kind of played that
2: role myself and just kind of looked over the footage and try to uh, get Anthony excited or just like, or just get stoked on something. Or if I have an idea and be like, maybe we could do it this way. Let's try this. Or, or just hey Anthony, uh, how you doing on the edit today? What's it looking like?
0: And it's so funny. Cause like, like I know, like, was I was like, I just want to see it. Let like, me, like, I, I appreciate that so much, but sometimes it's like, like dang it. Nathan just like, just like I don't, don't it, pester me you it's, know it's, it's
1: hard it's hard because you you're it's like a baby you're mm-hmm. just sitting here and you're like don't make fun of my baby yeah you know it, it's exactly what it is it, it
2: really yeah I definitely got that you know I tried not to it's yeah it's definitely Anthony's baby for sure I was there just to help but I just definitely didn't want to uh you got to be careful how you, what you say about it too. You sure.
1: Know. Well, at the same time, I mean, it's, and it's your baby too, but you know, when you're editing, you're kind of playing God in a way. You're like, I'm controlling what everyone sees and what you see may not be the same as what someone else's else sees. So I know what helped me tremendously was I had someone that had no affiliation to the film, watch it. And they cut it in half it was like, This don't make sense. This is not. And it was like almost to where I was like, I'm kind of not going to pursue this film. Like I don't, I just, but then I sat and I, after I, the ego left and I thought about it, I was like, you know, that kind of makes sense. So I took the, the criticisms and shaped something that was completely different than what I was originally making. And I think it was 10 times better. Yeah, yeah, because of it yeah and you mentioned something that's like it's very
0: hard to do whenever you're like you have a, to see it a certain way um is to let go of the ego because like it really does like it yeah it hurts your ego whenever like you get feedback and then like you just like let it simmer and then you, then eventually you're like okay yeah they were right but like you at first it's like nathan would say something i'm like i really don't want to do that or like i don't know about that and then you think about it and you're like yeah, that makes sense. Like, you just
1: gotta, like... <laughs> yeah, I do it all the time. All the time. I mean, client work, All I mean, all the time I'm like, oh, I've made 600 videos. I know exactly what to do and what's right, but it's still not the case. Like, I may know a lot of things, a lot more than when I first started, but, you know, uh, bringing people in, 99% of the time makes it better, I think. Yeah, and I think
0: these these showings of, like, We've had a couple showings of the film, a couple of screenings, and I think that's uh, been helpful to really see like some of the key see it on the big screen on the loudspeakers and in front of an audience that's really been helpful to um see those little things that you you know you can approve upon or someone mentioned something like 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 yeah, like two days ago, I think my girlfriend said something, I um, was like, oh, yeah, what was that guy's name again? I'm like, oh, so you don't remember, so like I gotta yeah, I mean we've gotta make that clear. <laughs>
1: sure well names names is tough for sure, but and and there's things like that in ninety minutes like maybe you put up a name tag three times instead of one or mm-hmm. you know different stuff like that that come into play as you extend that length that you just don't think about and that and the screening was amazing um being there and 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 seeing like all of this work that I knew you all have went through like i kn- I know exactly what you've done um and I just respect it so much, what was it like when it started like okay, from when we thought about doing this to when okay, now people are officially watching this thing. what was that like for, for me, it was mostly just relief. it was like,
0: ah uh, we finally just have something you know like like it was mostly just like like it was exciting and it was an incredible experience, but at the same time it was mostly like like finally, like, is it something you've been working on for over a year, um, something you've been stressing about for over a year? but to f- to finally have something to show people, like, look, like we did something. here it is, you know, sure, it's not like we've we have since changed some things in the film, but like those are so small and like easy compared to like the actual film itself, so like for me, it was just like a huge relief to be able to show people.
1: Yeah. And 90 minutes. I mean, think about like you're watching this over and over and over and you're listening for like the technical side of things for fades that you may have missed or for like, and that stuff will drive you nuts. Eventually you just got to be like, that's good. You know, I'm, I'm happy with this. Um, but but like you said, I mean, you always watch it and always be like, Oh, what if we could do that? Or what if we could do this? And, uh, it's, it's just such a good feeling though, when you're finally done and you hear, I mean, good, good comments, bad comments, whatever, just let them fly. You know? Um, you really do. You kind of just like,
0: you know, you just kind of like, if there's like, you don't ever want someone to like, after putting so much work into it, it, it you know, might be a little hurtful to hear some, R- like harsh criticism but like also at the same time it's like
1: yeah you know sure yeah that makes sense it's cool and then you just instantly <laughs> forget about yeah, it yeah it's like, yeah.
2: like <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I totally get it um so how many screenings are you all planning uh, I know you have another one planned where is it at I saw it release on Facebook uh we
2: just had our second screening oh, at uh that's what it was West Virginia New Roots Farm we partnered with them and they have a barn there and we end up showing it inside and having like about 50 people come out and see it and we did we made a few changes before showing it the second time after having a couple of issues and things that we wanted to wanted to change and it played a lot better this time and we were excited to show it this, and everyone was excited about it and it
1: looked good that's
2: cool
0: yeah that was great and then we've got we've got well, more showings we're thinking of know we're gonna be announcing those soon um we're trying to take it everywhere we can you know all across the state of west virginia um and elsewhere so we'll be we will be we've got some stuff in the in the works and we're gonna be announcing those relatively soon within the next you know couple hopefully a couple weeks and then um we'll be having
1: showings for the next few months awesome has the next project already been brewing or, you know, I know you all do stuff all the time, but like, as far as, you know, something, something large like this documentary. We definitely have some
0: ideas. Uh, they're all pretty early stages. Um, we have one that we've shot a little bit for. We have another, we have a few other that we have a lot of, ideas for it. it's all conceptual which is which is a lot of the fun like that's kind of the most fun is just thinking about it it's like daydreaming about it and um so yeah we have a few of those that are uh we that we have on the the back burner we're trying to we're mostly in the research phase and like right stuff like that
1: that's great well and you, like you said that this documentary turned into something much larger than you first anticipated so you know stuff like that really has to set well with you. And also you got to really care about it. Like if you're going to set for, with something for that long, I mean, it's a big decision to, to go on that journey. So that's, that's really cool. And it's cool too. I, I have to brag on y'all, uh, which I've worked with you, Anthony, I haven't got to work with you, Nathan, but I know like you're just a good dude and talking to you and then seeing you when you're doing creative stuff, like when you're behind a camera, it's, you kind of turn in not a different person, but you definitely can tell you're a more passionate version of Anthony. So it's just fun watching you work. And, and, you know, like we worked on a project where you just took photos and, you know, you was just getting pumped over everything. It's like, Oh, look at that. Look at that. You know, (laughs) it's just, it's just really cool to watch. Um, well, uh, so, what are the plans for for the Folkway? Like, is this something that you all are going to really dig your heels in and it's like, this is what we're doing and for eternity, you know? Or is is what's the plan with the growth? Yeah. So,
0: I think this is this is something that I've been wanting to do for years. Um, I, you know, I you can relate to this. You know, you grew up in West Virginia. You've seen many things. Um, about West Virginia. And, uh, that was something that I, you know, I'm really passionate about, um, the media representation of our state and our region. Um, so I really wanted to create something that was some form of like, um, like bitter southerner or like vice, but in like, a R. like, this is like the people from here by the people, From here, you know about the people from here. So, you know that was kind of our the beginning of like what I I envisioned it to be. And you know we do commercial work, but you know the goal is to to the you know into the well and like doing these documentary projects, whether they're commercial or not, like full time. You know and like telling these stories of the people from here, um, doing the awesome and amazing things that they're doing, and um you know whether that's short films uh feature films series whatever that may be music videos whatever that may be you know uh, just really showcasing the the incredible people here um in the culture of our state um and just trying to like for lack of a better way of putting it kind of like reshape the the image that's been put out from people that are elsewhere
1: Hundred percent, and it's uh, in client work and passion work. You know, I think that it melds together quite a bit in Appalachia specifically because most of the time, someone who would come to us or you all, uh, odds are they they have a nonprofit that has an amazing story behind it. Because to even last here, you're gonna have a really good story, Um, and I think, uh, you know, you can, you can definitely face creative burnout. At least I have. And, um, I think just knowing that it's their story and, and their experience that matters and needs to be shown just helps me push through that. And, you know, also having a formula for how we do everything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think the work is, is definitely, I mean, you know, there's not many people shooting stuff better than you all. Like I'll just watch it. I'm like, yep, I can't do that. Like that, that's, you know, and, and the energy that you feel, uh, in a lot of things. Like I watched a music festival video that you all did. I think it was the mountain festival. And I was like, man, that's like, that's quality, son. I mean, there ain't nothing else you can say about it. And I just, I'm very impressed with what you all have been able to do. And, I'm just glad to know you. What would you say, last question, what would you say in an entrepreneur in this region, what kind of qualities they need to be able to not only create something cool, but to create sustainability with it and to (laughs) hopefully find success with it?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great question and one uh, I think we're figuring out. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, especially when I can talk in terms of like filmmaking um, or some type of like creative drive is like, you just have, to, like, you can't give yourself another option. You know, you can't, and if you do, like, you'll always have that other option. You'll never dedicate hundred um, percent. So I knew since I was a kid, I wanted to be a filmmaker. I thought it was going to be like Spielberg or whatever, like everyone thinks that, right? But like, you know, as I got older, I started to realize that's not who I was and not who I was going to be and not who I really wanted to be, actually. And you can't really give yourself another option. You have to just fully dedicate. And if you don't have that, if you think like, well, maybe we'll get a day job and this isn't the business for you, you know, this isn't, you can get a job at another company that people feel that way. And that's great. You know what I mean? Like, that's amazing. I wish I could do that. I would love to be able to do that, but you just have these ideas and you see things uh and you just want them to be the way that you want them to be <laughs> so um you just you can't give yourself another option. you have to fully one hundred percent dedicate and that means if you're miss you know like there have been times that it's it's been extremely challenging uh and I'm not gonna like make it seem super easy because I feel like a lot of people can do that um, it's very difficult even for you know you can say that we have found success but su- success is kind of relative and you know like there might be times where you can't afford to live you know like you can't afford to pay your bills or like you know things are gonna be very difficult and you have to figure it figure it out um you know I've experienced that myself I still experience that um, but you just have to just keep going. You can't give yourself another choice. PSA, quit your day job. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I, I did you know I did that. I worked at an amazing organization. I was getting paid salary. It was it was great. Um I was doing a lot, you know, I think, you know, we the organization did amazing work. Um but I knew that's not where I wanted to be. And I knew that's not what I wanted to do. I knew what I wanted to do. I was just putting it off. That's the thing it's like you can't put it off yeah that's fine if you like are in a scenario where like you know it just like if you have other people that depend on you, if you have like kids or whatever like i that makes sense that you know I'm not saying uh, mom's go quit your jobs and not you know what I mean that's not what I'm saying sure I you know like I was lucky enough that like I'm a single dude in my early twenties like and I knew that wasn't where I needed to be or what I wanted to do and I quit my job It just certain things happened and it just made it, it felt like the perfect time. But then what I didn't realize is that was also the most expensive time of my life. (laughs) So then you quickly realize, Oh wait, uh, I have all these other things to, to, to pay for and, uh, just trying to figure out like, um, how to, how to find that financial stability and do what you want to do. It's a very, challenging thing to figure out at first but you know I, I will i never regret that uh that decision it's been very uh challenging but it's worth it in the
1: end because i wouldn't trade it for anything else yeah I, I mean it is risky like you know and i've just i've been thankful but also cursed to be a risk taker and i've never felt stressed you know ever since i, I did quit my day job I've been thankful to not be stressed out about anything, but my edits and how I want to make them better. So I've, I've been very lucky in that aspect and I have a daughter, you know, so that was a big deal. And, and my wife, she's a very smart person and very successful and also is not a chance taker like I am, but thankfully she, uh, she backed me and, so far it's working out. But yeah, I I totally relate to that. What about uh, or That's, go ahead. well the other thing I was gonna say is like having that support
0: is, is incredible. Like, you know, I I wouldn't this film would have not been made, this you know, this this company wouldn't be we would I you know I wouldn't be where I was. I'd be making videos for free just to tell stories, you know, if it wasn't for the help of so many people, especially Nathan, you know, like this film wouldn't have been made without him. It just wouldn't have, like I wouldn't have, we wouldn't have been able to, I wouldn't have been able to figure it out. It wouldn't have been made without him. This comp a lot of our projects that we do, they wouldn't have been made without the help of um, him and other people. You know, I wouldn't be able to get through this edit if it wasn't for my girlfriend. Like it would have just like that emotional, like uh, support is huge. Um, and, you know, the support of so many f- friends of the crew of Sam Hunter, Brayden, Taylor, Kurt, and Nathan, and myself, you know, like, you know, like having that support of other people, um, is really what, uh, can help get you out of those points that are like, you know, why am I doing this? You know,
1: that's what, that can really be a huge difference. For sure. Yeah. Lean on people, you know, and cause you'll, you'll get jaded and, and you'll, 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 st- st- stop seeing the truth and you'll think things are worse than what they are. And creative people we we all, and, and this is my opinion, but we all have low self-esteem. We're all anxious, uh, out of our friggin' minds. So it's nice to have people to lean on during that.
2: Um, I would, yeah, I would like uh, to answer that. Your question earlier, just, uh, if you're going to make it as an entrepreneur, you got to be, you pretty much have to have an obsessive personality, uh, obsessive to make it the best, Product or service or quality thing that you that you can make it, and that obsessiveness is going to get you. uh It's going to keep your keep you going, give you energy. It's going to see through, and you'll be able to you know see it for what it is. And being obsess- obsessive about it, it's going to you are going to be able to bring that to light just by continuing
1: pushing forward. Very good. And last question officially and. Um you all being brothers, how in the hell do you make anything together without fist fighting? <laughs> like, how do you, how do you make that work? We need to know. <laughs>
2: we just, I don't know. I think we had one beginning in the beginning. We had one little, uh, confrontation and then, uh, immediately called each other afterwards and apologized and said, sorry, dude, that's just how I was feeling. And then that's what it was. And then from that point on, we pretty much worked pretty well together. Perfect.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's been, uh, i wouldn't you know I wouldn't want to work with anyone else um, I think we both have a lot of the same um, ideas and, and 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 interests and like we have different skill sets uh, so it kind of work it kind of it kind of just works because he, he I know he can do this and he knows that I can do that, and we have a lot of the same interests in the content and the the style and we both kind of just get it and um it's it is challenging sometimes but like usually it's pretty like you know like every once in a while it's like all right nathan whatever but like you know what i mean you just you know it's your brother so it's whatever you know what i mean i'm not gonna like yeah. like you know like i wouldn't want to work with anyone else if it was anyone else i would like they would have gotten tired of me a long time
2: ago <laughs> you can't let things linger it's just you get over things pretty quickly and move on and you realize it's for the it's for the for the the art in the end, it's not for you about you. So, whatever.
0: Great answer. Anything y'all want to add? Just thank you for having us. This is, uh, this is amazing. Uh, this is a so we actually I Nathan and I so Nathan sent me this podcast before I ever met you. Before I ever knew about JJN. Oh, cool. Yeah, I used to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it was like the one with. uh... A Pies and Pints, Kimberly. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that was yeah. one of the first ones that we that's listened good. to. Um, so yeah, I knew about this podcast like before we
1: ever met. So it that's awesome, pretty exciting. <laughs> that's I
2: learned about the e-myth.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good book. Kim yes. talked about the that's e-myth. Yeah, you talk about an entrepreneur. Man, Kim uh, is amazing. But yeah, and I used to be more active with the podcast, but I found like just networking and learning, like it's it's basically just just a... A training tool for me, because everybody just brings so much to the table that I, I en- not envy, but I wish I could do, or I can definitely learn from And You all are definitely uh, a part of that. So yeah, man, thank you, Anthony and Nathan. Thank you so much for the amazing conversation, and I'm honored to call you both my friends. Listeners can find out more about The Folkway by liking their Facebook page and also visiting www.thefolkway.com. Be sure to look for film screenings of their latest documentary, Into the Well. I highly recommend it. Appalachian Startup is a bi-weekly podcast, so be sure to check back for more stories of entrepreneurship, like us on Facebook and Instagram, and support the show by grabbing a sticker from our online store at appalachianstartup.com. Review our podcast on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud as well. We are on Patreon, so you can support the show there and allow us to showcase more businesses in Appalachia. Stay tuned for more stories of underdogs on the rise.